Welcome to episode 16 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking to Fletcher from Fixative. Enjoy the show. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. <clears throat> oh, what a day. Number one in Burgess Hill. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a good feeling. It's really quiet. Why is this really quiet? Can you not hear me very well? I've got my microphone. Is that better? Yeah, I, I can hear you. It's just not as loud as it usually is. Oh. I'm not whispering. Oh, there you go. That's better. You must have just been talking quietly. So, was that, was that what it was? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm used to having my microphone like right above my head here. And all right. I have brought you with me. Um, uh, that's all right. There you sound all right. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. How's uh, how's how's the mountains? There's a lot of rock. <laughs> I've done quite a bit of damage to my snowboard today. Um, really? Yeah, I took a route that I thought was a route that isn't a route. Well, it is a route now because I made it a route because um, I wanted to get to the other side of the mountain because all of some of the lifts are closed because there isn't enough snow. Well, I thought I'd be really clever and just cut right across the side of the piste. Um, I mean, loads of other people followed me and they got stuck as well, so that's cool. But aside from that, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> Covered about 30 kilometres today. Fucking hell, mate. Well done. I know. I'm, I'm feeling it now, though. So where where are you where are you podding from this evening? Andorra. Nice. Andorra. Nice. I mean Paz Delicata, as they call it. Paz Delicata. Is that where is Andorra? Uh, it's like a tiny little blip in between the Spanish and French border. It's a little is it principality. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, but it's a it's a principality, so it's, everything is like really ultra low tax as well. Fair enough. So well, whenever I've heard Andorra, whiskey. I always think it's in Africa for some reason. No, it's not in Africa. Is there some something that sounds like Andorra that's in Africa? The only place it sounds like Andorra is Angola. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, two places. I've just had a reminder on my phone that we're doing a podcast this evening. Oh, right. That's good. Yeah. You got the memo. Yeah, we should probably get on with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Fucking hell. I know. I know. Yeah. We've got Fletcher uh, coming on this evening. We do. We do. He's good. I don't know why He's a good lad. phone isn't working. Yeah. yeah no, I've, I've spoken to... Yeah, it's, it's plugged in there. It just doesn't seem to be charging properly. So I'm one-eared... Uh, one uh, one-eared Eric today. One-eared Eric. Yeah. I'm a two-eared Terry. <laughs> this is some real quality listening for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> After such a strong start in season one, it was like, it's it's fallen to this. You've run away to another country. I know. Like in, I I've only got one headphone. Yeah. But... At least the Wi-Fi is working here. The last time I stayed in this hotel, there was no Wi-Fi at all. So I did, I did sort of wing it a little bit when I said I was coming here. Oh no! Oh, Otherwise, I'd be sit, sitting in a um, sitting in a cafe somewhere or a restaurant. In a cafe. 
I went for dinner last night and uh, they said, oh, uh, do you want a two-course meal? I was like, well, yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah, fine. They said, oh, what do you want for the, your starter? And there was like four options. And one of them was chicken wings. I said, yeah, I'll have the chicken wings. That'd be nice. And I'll have a steak. I basically had two full meals. <laughs> so, so they came out and it was 20 chicken wings with a side order of Jesus. chips. <laughs> yeah. And then... <laughs> And I was like, oh, I was so hungry, I smashed through it. And then I'm not even half, I'm not even probably three quarters of the way through it. And they bring this whacking great steak over. It was it was basically half of a cow. <laughs> and she looked at it, and she looked at it, she looked at me and she was like, it is a lot. And I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking lot of food. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was I mean, I ate as much as I could. Yeah. Which was most of it. Yeah. Two, two, two full dinners I had last night. <laughs> and I had no dinner this evening. I've got to try and go and find something later. Oh, who are you there with? You've just gone on your own. Yeah, I'm by myself. Well, all right, fair enough. Could have invited yeah. me. Well, it's difficult to go on holiday by yourself if you invite people. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> no, I had an accidental holiday by myself last year, um, where a very good friend of mine who I go away quite regularly, um, he uh, we literally landed at the airport. And we could see the guy coming with our transfer. And then he got a phone call from his wife and his wife had gone into labour early. And he had to yeah. <laughs> he had to jump on a jump on a flight and go straight back. Um so I ended up having four days up the mountain by myself and I had such a good time. I said, I'm gonna do that forever more now. Yeah. Once once no, a year. Once a I year. Like, um, I like going and doing things on by myself. Like even if it's like going to a restaurant and shit like that, I just quite yeah. like like just sitting down by yourself and like you know, you do you do get some company. You do get some funny looks around here because everyone's here with their families. It's quite a family <laughs> resort. And I'm sitting there with my book. Yeah, you're you know, an assassin taking yeah, with, with the holes cut in it so I can see what everyone else is doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh fucking hell. It's a nice place. I just need a bit of snow. That's all I've come out way too early, really, but never mind. Yeah, it is quite early. Yeah. Well, I got excited when I saw the webcam. And that was the, the highest point of the mountain that I can't actually get to at the moment. <laughs> Never mind. Oh. I'll manage it tomorrow. I'm sure it'll happen no, tomorrow. I haven't been skiing for fucking years now. Like, I used to go like religiously, like at least once or twice a year, like just fucking book trips away. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's, since I've been earnest, but also Nix doesn't ski or snowboard. So it's like, well, she needs to learn then, doesn't she? Because it's the best thing yeah. in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I fucking love it. Fucking love it. But, yeah, but you're, a, sk- you're ski- a skier, though, aren't you? A snowboard as well. Oh, all right. Show off. <laughs> just mix it up. Just like to mix it up. Just, just have one a day. Get one of those yeah, snowballs that splits in one off. On a, one on each leg. <laughs> Oh, there was a there was a little toddler on a snowboard. No, I'll t- tell you what. I'll tell you what I do. I, I I don't actually ski or snowboard. I use snowboards as skis. I just get two snowboards. There was a little toddler on a snowboard today, and I was I, he was on the lift in front of me, and I'm watching him. And I'm thinking, oh, he's either going to be excellent or he's going to be dog shit. He was literally like a little tiny little kid, and he gets off the lift. He's better than me, like, like a million oh, times better than me already. Yeah. And I was like, oh. These rats do my head in. Oh. I don't show off. You've grown up here. 
Oh, no, it's it, the tiny little crotch goblin really knew mm. how to fling a snowboard around. He really did. <laughs> a little beggar. Uh, I would have asked him for some tips, but I don't think he was English. <laughs> oh, fuck it out. You're all right, mate. Yeah, just very tired today. It's been a lot of stress. I know, especially with your mix up with the. Uh, Shipping. Mm, yeah, that wasn't very fun. No, but that, that sounds really like that fun. sounds like the shipper's fault as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean so for for the listeners, kind of we had a, a job on that was going somewhere that a World Cup is being held. Um and I misquoted the shipping quite dramatically. And uh yeah, it's put us in the red a bit on the order. So, but it was, uh, yeah, no, it, it it was, you know, when I when I basically got like a quick quote because we've never shipped there, so I was just like, you know, I saw it and I was like, fuck, that's expensive, but you know, they were happy to pay it. Um, and uh, was it yeah, worth so going back to them and saying, look, if they order any more, the the shipping's going to be more. Yeah, no, I, I will say to her when it arrives, like, you know, I'll, I'll touch base with her because I can follow the tracking, obviously. I'll, I'll, t- um, I'll touch base. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when it arrives, I'll just shoot an email and just be like, here's a heads up sort of thing. Like, we we massively underquoted on the shipping. Um, so, yeah. If but you you're pleased with the job. That's the most important thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the job looked great and that, and, you know, we we still earn a fair bit from it. It's just obviously fucking irritating this, eating into the profit of it, but here's what it is. It's, um, yeah, my mistake. Um, well, my mistake, partly fucking some some unknown uh, courier's uh, mistake. It starts with D and ends in L. Um, Today's episode is sponsored by DHL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things, though. It's, I mean, the thing is, is it's like if it was a UK order, it'd be like, oh, we've, we've lost out on 20 quid or whatever. It's like you can kind of eat that. But when it's like, oh, you've lost out on 180 quid today. That's yeah, like, that's, that's quite a chunk, isn't it? Mm, yeah, that's... it's a bit of a fucking kick in the dick. But anyway, <clears throat> is what it is. Oh, this will cheer um, you up. Go on. At breakfast today. I picked up the most perfect apple I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Look how perfect that apple is. It's like, you know, like if, if you were to like draw a picture of an apple, yeah, or you'd like Google a picture of an apple, you were, if you were going to CGI an apple, that's how you draw it. Like it's perfect, isn't it? Look, it's even got the shine and everything. There's not a blemish yeah. on it. For real. Look. So you're going to bite into that and it's going to be like fucking polystyrene. Uh, oh, can you imagine if it's not a real one? <laughs> it's quite heavy, so I think it is real. Doesn't smell like apple though. It's got a, it's got a tag on that says it's from Italy. <laughs> it's an Italian apple. <laughs> why, why don't you bite it? <laughs> I don't want do to. Like, do it live on the episode. Oh no, I don't I don't think we're set up for that sort of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just perfect though. I, I'm done take it home with you and frame it, aren't you? Well, my intention was to eat it up the mountain today. Um but I was I just didn't stop. And uh then I got back and, and I was thinking, oh, it's gonna be completely ruined. It's been in my pocket bouncing around all day. 
And it's uh, it's absolutely fine. There's not a bruise or anything on it. Which is actually more worrying, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd share that really beautiful apple. I know this is a podcast and people listening won't be able to see uh, how good this apple is, but I'm sure you can vouch for me, Darcy. That is one of the most perfect looking apples you've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. There we go. Don't know if you can tell I'm not enthused by your apple. <laughs> <laughs> it's, mate, it's such a good apple. I get, I get funny about little things like that. Like that is that that is the sort of thing that makes my day finding something like that. And I've and I've been riding on the high of finding this apple ever since. <laughs> Fuck the whole of that. It's all about the apple, uh, mate. <laughs> Mate, this apple. I can't. Th- I don't think anything will happen this time I'm away that's going to surpass the joy I found from this apple. I'm you're such a simple creature. You're not going to get on the mountain tomorrow. You're just going to sit in your room and stare at it all day. I'm. I'm going to sit and I'm going to sketch it like a, like some sort of um, draw me rock French girls. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm make, I'm oh. make a baroque masterpiece from it. Just a. Oh, I could do that. Who's <laughs> that? Um, who was that? Uh, artist with the apple in front of her head picture uh you know the know. guy the guy in the suit and he's got an apple right in front of his head so you can't see his face uh one of which one i can picture it. I, don't, I don't know who the fuck it was but i, I can picture what you're on about that one so we'll, the guy we'll, with we'll, an apple in front of his face we'll, we'll, so we don't so neither of us look stupid right We'll Google it, and then we'll casually insert one of us saying <laughs> <laughs> the, the name of the artist and the, and the and the painting. How does that sound? Yeah, go on then. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let me Google it quickly. Right. Oh, you mean that painting, uh, "Son of Man" by Rene Magritte? Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> Did you just Google that? Yeah. <laughs> it's your turn to say it now, and you can pick the best one. No, I'm not. I'm not even. <laughs> 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 oh bloody hell right anyway so uh so today we who are we chatting to chatting to fletcher, fletcher from fixative yeah and uh yeah what's this print studio called uh is print stream print stream yeah that was it he's had some yeah. mega success with his reels on there so it'd be nice to speak to him about that yeah as well. yeah his his like social media for the for the print shop side of things has just like blown up yeah it was like, I remember when he, see, he started following us like fucking ages ago. And he must have had like, I don't know, seven or 8,000 followers and stuff, which as print shops go, that's fucking really good still. Mm. And he's blown up to like nearly 30,000 or something. Yeah. Which is yeah, it's mad. fucking insane. But yeah, so I'm interested to to dive into that a little bit. Obviously, we want to speak to him about the brand and that's why he's coming on. But obviously, the print shop kind of goes hand in hand, really, doesn't it? So, hand in hand. Yeah, but anyway, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice phrase. I like that phrase. Yeah. Um, let's get him in. Let's yeah, let him in. Don't scare him. Hello. Fletcher, how are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Got the drink. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've Cheers, got water. Oh, I forgot you didn't yeah. drink. Well, I didn't. Oh, I did have oh, to. Oh. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on holiday, and I slipped out. The last time I had actually had a drink was when I was here, and I thought I fancied a quick Guinness. And one Guinness, one Guinness turned into 
a lot more Guinnesses. I don't know what the plural of Guinness is. Is it Guinness? Guinness I. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just like how the plural of compass is cumpi. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> uh, yeah. So I had a bit of a bit of a heavy one the other night. But I'm back on That's the not right. drinking now. No, I just remember from when I said I was going to buy you a, a present for something. I can't remember what it was, and I asked what you drunk, and you said you didn't. And I was like, oh. You've got an excellent memory. <laughs> it was a long oh, time. That, that, that's, that's your present gone then. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be getting you anything for Christmas. Maybe a pack of water. It was booze or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wicked. How's things, mate? What have you been up to? Yeah, yeah, good. I've been at work. I um I'm working part-time um with a tree surgeon. So yeah. Right, nice. Oh, you're branching out, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> no, it's um, it's uh, it's all part of my um, my savings, uh, yeah, plan. So needed some extra money. Only because you keep going away. Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't help myself. But <laughs> uh, while you're young, mate, you got to do it. You don't want to do it when you get to my age. That's you it. Do. Exactly. That's that's the idea behind it. Is I got to do it now. Um. Yeah it's just hard to do it when you're self-employed so it's like well yeah. it's easier in some ways the freedom but also the money so yeah was that yeah. worry isn't it is you don't have the kind of safety net of like oh i've got like 28 days of holiday to use up this year it's yeah. like yeah if I, I don't work i don't get paid full stop it's yeah. like and it doesn't really matter if you have savings in the bank it's like you're eating into that you know? yeah exactly yeah. Um, i think for me that's probably the the one disadvantage of being self-employed is not having that kind of like fallback option that it's like oh if you need a fucking sick day or you want to take like a few days off to go away somewhere or whatever it's like you just you have to think about it so much more like yeah definitely. you know uh yeah yeah, yeah no, how's so, um how's fixed have been going yeah it's uh it's it's all right like i say it's i'm doing so much at the moment it's i've found myself having less time to sort of put towards fix it which is really annoying but um yeah it's going all right i mean i started doing the printing only like a year ago and i've been trying oh. to sort of sort of learn as much as i can but then i want to be able to like print more for the brand as well mm. but at the moment it's kind of just like the easier stuff that i'm printing so i'm not quite yeah. saving myself that money like i want to yet but um yeah yeah, do you, do, do, do you mean you've only been printing full stop for for a year? Yeah, not, not even that. I don't think it, it might just sure be short of a year. Yeah. When when, I, um, when was it we started talking? Um, it was this year, wasn't it? It must have been sort of maybe February, March sort of time. Because you were in contact with Jack, weren't you, from Old Eltons? Yeah, I. Uh, it would have been. Yeah, it must have been sort of that time because. I bought the stuff, I bought Jack's dryer, I think it was, mm. or the press. I can't remember what I bought off him, but I went and picked it up from, from Tenby. And then, yeah, and then I messaged you because he said to you, oh, like, Pav's the guy um, to message about <laughs> building the, what was it? Exposure unit, yeah. Exposure unit. So, yeah, so then I messaged you then. Yeah. Which yeah. is, really, I'm still using it, so. Good. Going strong. Excellent news. So yeah, less than a year printing, but like I say, I still get like I still get um Darren does a lot of my my stuff. 
Um, greased orange. Just, yeah, he's just very good. <laughs> and yeah, so the, the high detailed stuff and lots of colours and that, I sort of I get down to do it. But yeah, brand's going all right. It's, it's hard to plan anything at the moment. I've got, yeah, it's, it's just because I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Obviously, I'm going away. I, Darcy, you probably don't know, but I said, I think I said to you, Pav, I'm not sure. Yeah, you did. How much, yeah, I, how much yeah. I told you, but yeah, I'm going away for five months next year, um, traveling. Oh, wow. So it's like a massive, yeah, massive yeah. thing to sort of work my head around and yeah, sort out. Um, but yeah. <laughs> what what's um? I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but what's kind of going to be the plan with like the brand and and the print shop and that? Then when uh, you do go away, you just putting a pause on it. So, not completely. So the brand the orders and stuff can be shipped um i'm very lucky to have <laughs> i live with my parents i'm very lucky to have sort of a spare room which is sort of like the packing room at the moment um and they're pretty sort of <laughs> they know what to do with that they've sometimes helped me with i'm away for a weekend anyway just to keep that sort of ticking over and they've agreed that they're happy to sort of do that saying that they're not going to be loads of orders anyway because i'm not going to be able to promote it as much and whatnot yeah um I haven't completely like solved it perfectly yet, but I probably will sort of release a few bits maybe before I go. And then again, when I come back and not sort of worry about it in between. So then all they've got to do is sort of just ship the orders and get in. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward from there. But I mean, the printing business is a whole nother thing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I haven't really got it up and running. So I'm probably not going to until I get back. It's yeah. I've just sort of done bits here and there but i haven't really got quite into it yet so yeah it should be right it's, it mm. is quite complicated but it should be right yeah. i mean oh, you, you got, you got time really on your side it, you say you haven't really got it started yet but i remember when i can't remember if it was we started following you or you started following us and like looking at you talking about your your print business and it was like you went from like I don't know fucking seven or eight thousand followers or something like that, and then it's just gone through the fucking roof, hasn't it? And it's it's just yeah. mental the growth you've had. Yeah, I know it. It's actually I didn't. It sounds really bad, but I didn't kind of want that to happen. Obviously, it's mm. I do want it to happen, but I didn't sort of obviously didn't expect it. Like with the brand, I've been running that for uh, probably four years, and I've got two thousand followers something like that, and it and like yeah. tried everything TikTok trying to build the instagram mm. up um and it's just such hard work and i just never really got my head around it but then i started the the printing instagram and it literally was a couple hundred followers and within two weeks i was on about ten thousand, and now it's on twenty two thousand ish um That's insane man it really was just two videos um yeah one of them hit like 80 something million is that right yeah, eighty something, and then another one was sixty something million. It's just, <laughs> I know, it's so bonkers. I, I remember like watching it, and every, every day I check it to see where it got to, and every yeah. day I'm like, "There's no way it's going to go more than that." Yeah, and then every day saying, it's like five million more, and I'm like, "I was so hell. happy when it got to ten thousand, and I was like, that's yeah. cool.' Like it says K now, rather than like the digits." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it went up and it went up and it was a million. I was like, wow, like, I didn't ever think we'd get a million. And it was Jesus, mate. 80 million. What were you like. doing? Were you printing in like a gimp suit or something? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just printing in my garage. Actually, one of them I am topless, which I obviously, again, just posted. <laughs> that's what's done it. That's what's done it. Didn't think much of it. Maybe that's, maybe people, yeah. 
maybe that's the thing. But yeah, it was a bad time as well because I was away on holiday. As Pav says, I always seem to be away. <laughs> I was on a family holiday. It was my brother's wedding, so I was in the US. Um, and I was there for a month, and it was when one, one of the videos went off, and I just couldn't fulfill anything that came in. For I said, look, I can do it in – I start it in five weeks. And they were like, yeah, probably enough. Hardly any of it came back. Oh, shit, so man. It was pretty rough, but, yeah. I mean, the followers, it definitely, definitely helped that. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I haven't really tried to start it as such. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't actively, like, looked to sort of try and get jobs and stuff. I really just started – trying to learn to print and then posting videos of me printing that's all i really did and it just blew up well fair um, enough yeah i must say though i haven't got a lot of um a, a lot of business from it a lot of yeah. it's just sort of people want to watch it the well that, that's the that. thing isn't it is it's kind of like you look at like these massive like not necessarily print shops but accounts of like people who print like yourself that you know have like these really large followings and stuff and it's kind of like how do you kind of like put that into actual like i guess like monetary value like what's actually coming yeah. through his job sort of thing which is kind of like why i've never really like pushed like for instance like tiktok with with our print business because yeah. it's just like all right yeah it's a useful tool and it's fun making videos and stuff like but realistically the amount of time i'm putting into it like what's actually going to come to it from it you know probably yeah 90 of the work that we do like is local yeah. So it's like, like Instagram and TikTok and shit don't really come into it, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit one. of a weird one. Yeah, for the for the brand, it's definitely more uh, TikTok. For example, is is way way more beneficial. Like, I had a, sort of a phase when TikTok first came out. I think it was during COVID, when it, people just started posting videos, and, and I actually wish I got onto it so much sooner. Um, but it took me like other people saying that they'd seen brands on there because to start with it was just people like throwing it back and doing all these stupid yeah. dances and throwing it back yeah and all this oh. <laughs> and that and that was I was like well there's no mm. point for me getting that mm. so I didn't really know yeah until people said oh there's like there's brands on there as well maybe it could be useful for your business yeah and I tried it and I had a couple of videos and I got like 300,000 views on one and I sold out of like the t-shirt that was in that video. And I was like, right, okay. Yeah. But I, I found that like, it's really good for just, just like your organic reach you can get. If you can yeah. sort of just to sell a product, it works if you, if you make a video where the product's not the center of the video, if that makes sense. If you try yeah, and sell yeah. it in the video, it just doesn't, people don't engage with the video. But if mm. you can make a video, like if you can, sort of analyze what videos do well and, and get the views and then sort of place your product in that sort of video it sells way better than if you're just in the face in their face trying to sell them yeah, yeah if yeah. that makes sense no no, no perfect and sense. and that that works quite well but for the printing like selling a service it just doesn't work at all yeah it's not yeah. it's, it's not a there. tricky one like, i mean like we would the brand we've been on tiktok for uh, maybe a year or something like that but it's just like from my point of view it's just a, another thing to remember to fucking do and it's like oh, yeah you know, i'm so used to like instagram and going on there and doing that regularly but then like you know on top of like you know my actual job which is printing like it's fucking then you have all the admin side to that business so quoting and fucking invoicing and speaking to customers ordering stock and all that shit and it's just like tiktok is just like way down the fucking down list. The list and it's like yeah 
But um, you can see why these companies have got shitloads of money hire some little sexy little tart who's good at good on their phone, don't they? And they yeah. just they yep. They like, just like I like it when you call me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually me. My um my mum works for a local company called the Cheese Shed. It's an online um cheese retailer like really expensive cheese they do like wedding cakes made out of cheese and corporate like stuff and um and the guy has been running it for like i don't know how many 15 years or something they recently just got a shop in the town and she works there and, and he's trying to do like social media now and i was like i don't, don't know how to be fair he's, he's done so well for how many years for an online business without using social media but he's not very good at it so <laughs> they ask me sometimes to go down they're like oh you've got followers like how do you do it how do you yeah, get views yeah. and then mum's like yeah he'll come down and help and i go down and yeah, you've it got, doesn't you've work got a... and i get no views i'm like i don't know how to sell cheese i'm sorry yeah you've got a video <laughs> with uh, 80 million views how do you do it <laughs> I, I have no idea <laughs> i don't know i just filmed myself yeah i just put a tripod on my phone and printed and, and then cropped it and that's it literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. oh, we've think... uh Oops, sorry, go on, mate. No, I was going to say, well, I think it's the loop. I think that's the trick, is loop, making little loop videos on reels. Yeah. Um, both of them are loops, like really short loops that people can't tell where it stops because they watch it more than once. And then the, yeah, yeah. the watch times on the... the yeah, they, they're, they're just there for hours watching it. Be like, yeah, What's there's loads of next? comments, loads of comments like that. I've been watching this for days. How do I get out and all this like... The first stuff. time I came across <laughs> Darren from Squeezed Orange was on TikTok and it was a video of him printing like as if he's looking down at it. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you cannot, you could not tell. I was watching it thinking, right, where's the cut? Where's the fucking yeah. cut? And I, I couldn't spot it. I could not spot it. And I, I probably watched that 50 times just myself. Yeah, they work really well. I think he uses a GoPro, doesn't he? Or, or does he just sort of... Either that or he's it. holding his phone in his mouth like a... Yeah. <laughs> like a weird pelican. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new one for Darren. New nickname. Weird pelican. <laughs> the weird pelican. pelican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Um, yeah, we've obviously jumped forward quite a bit. Um, so it usually my line is before we get started. <laughs> 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 but now that we've got got started, do you want to kind of tell us who you, a little bit about you and your brand and what you do? Yeah, so um well I started the brand actually after I dropped out of uni, so um I went to I went to uni in Bristol to do photography. Um, I'm trying to think when it was, probably 2018. Um, and I did about two months, I think I lasted. <laughs> I loved Bristol, um, but the, I just didn't need to do a degree in photography. Um, but the decision was like, I felt not saying rushed, but I felt like it was pushed a lot at school to, that you should go to uni. And I just went yeah. like, well, what do I like doing? So I picked photography because that's what I wanted to do when did it didn't really feel like I needed to like that um so I came home and uh tried to sort of do photography as as a business so sort of like freelance um I, I earned a bit of money I did it for about six months and just couldn't find enough work to like live off it um or sort of I just couldn't progress it enough to to the point I wanted it to be at it was more just like a side hustle um which is basically like where i why i started the brand so the like the basic idea was that i could make i i thought that people's art in general not just photography but also all forms of art 
um, was easier to sell uh, as clothing, essentially, rather than sort of buying a print or buying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, I kind of started because of that. And then half of it was I, I printed a T-shirt of my own photo on it for myself, just one to wear. And I wore it and I got a compliment. And I was like, and that was kind of where the idea came from. I was like, well, maybe I could sell people's art on clothing and that would be a way of them so it was kind of like solving my own issue as an artist because i found that that struggle of sort of making money as a photographer um yeah so it kind of went from there so now so that's kind of like all we do with the brand is like uh it's like collaborating with artists and and promoting them it's all about promoting promoting them trying to get them more um more work and more recognition really um so yeah Awesome, man. Awesome. And uh, is there a story behind the name Fixative then as well? There is. It's um, it's uh, it's a spray that's used in art. Um, so oh, I got like a backing spray. It stops it from some from running. It like preserves the. So if you finish a painting, or I, I think they use it with like chalk and all sorts of different. Oh, yeah, I like see, I see. And stuff like that. You yeah. spray see, it yeah, over yeah. afterwards. Yeah. It doesn't smudge and doesn't. It preserves it. So the so the idea was kind of like. Yeah, that was kind of the reason behind the name. It's a very clever preserving, name. Preserving the art and promoting, yeah. It's awesome, man. Um, so kind of like, move. obviously, we've talked a little bit about like, I guess, like the brand and your, your print business as well, kind of moving forward. Like where where do you kind of see it going in the next year or so? Where do you, where do you want it to go? Where do you want to push it to? You've obviously been doing it a little while now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the brand I've been doing for about four years. Um, I feel like, I honestly feel like I want it. I know I set quite high standards for myself and I, I wanted, or if you'd asked me this question at the start, I would have thought I'd got further by now. Mm. Um, I, what I mean by further, I don't actually know, but I had more in mind. And I, I feel like... Well, it's a hard question because next year I'm away a lot of the time, but say two years, um, I feel like the next move for me is sort of trying to get stockists um, and doing more in-person sort of things. So I want to run events, um, um, pop-ups and and um, festivals and go, go to festivals and stuff like that, because that's something I've not done anything. I've not sort of touched at all yet that I really want to do yeah. um, for lots of reasons, just because obviously it's good to branch out in that way and i just like the idea of sort of seeing my customers in person because that's something i've never really done it's we, all we've on, had this co- we had this conversation with a, a couple of other brand people that we've, yeah, it's we've had a on. bit of a theme isn't it yeah how like face-to-face contact is becoming really important for, for the, mm. the other brand owners as well I, th- um, yeah. I think a lot of that is probably due to covid as well like yeah where it's 100%. like everybody was so like isolated literally and like it was you, you didn't have a choice but to you know go online and fucking but yeah obviously you were still buying from all these brands and stuff like that, but it's all online there's no actual physical connection it's like you know when, when we spoke to Sai on episode one of this season like he was like like he was saying one of his favorite things is literally just going into shops and just like wandering around and stuff like this like and i really like like that like you know we've got brighton just down the road which is a fucking great city and like they've got some awesome stores there and it's just cool to like even if you're not going there and intending on buying anything it's going out and it's speaking to people and seeing things and actually physically feeling like whether it's clothing or whatever you're fucking looking at 
And I think it's becoming so much more important to, you know, obviously brand owners because we've spoken to them, but I think with like consumers and customers as well, like it's really important. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the reasoning behind it for me. I, yeah, I, I like the idea of of I, I want to sort of meet some some of my customers in person, have those conversations, which not, I've never had, and yeah, and just be able to sort of um, I forget the word, but yeah. Would you ever would you ever consider kind of like having somewhere permanent, or would you want to just kind of do it as a I don't know, like almost like on a pop-up um, basis or just doing festivals and stuff. Because that's I think that's another debate entirely with like the physical kind yeah. of meaning, isn't it? Like, do you want to like a I don't know, like a flagship store, or is it you just want that kind of like temporary physical presence? Um <laughs> I think temporary is the sort of stepping stone towards that to see if I sort of like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think I like the idea of it. I mean, everyone I well, I feel like most people always like the idea of it and they want to have that their own mm. shop and, and be able to do that but i don't know if it's practical and i don't know if these days it's something that's worth having unless you're really really big um yeah i think the the overheads and whatnot i'm not sure if it's necessary i mean a lot of stuff is sort of moving online and you know we had that that phase where a lot of the retailers were closing their mm. stores and i don't know i i think I think it'd be cool to share a space, you know, like have some stuff in like a barber or something that worked sort of matched up with a cool little. Uh, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because everyone I speak to about this sort of thing loves going out and meeting people and going to shops. But obviously this, the bubble that we're in, <laughs> there's, there's obviously a fuck ton of people that don't like doing that. Because <laughs> mm. <Yeah. laughs> otherwise, if they, if, if they did... <laughs> If they did, then none of these shops would be closing, would they? Yeah. Well, I think yeah, have, having having a shared space with someone like a because barbers barbers become ultra cool now as well, haven't they? And barbers and yeah. breweries and um, like a tattoo artist, like a tattoo studio, and, yeah, yeah, and some clothes in there. With one of these artisan coffee places, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, I suppose, there's I suppose a place... the one thing with a barber is you have, your t-shirts to get covered in fucking other people's hair, wouldn't that? That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to have like a two-story thing going on or something. But Speaking place... of hair, you're the first guest without facial hair this season. Is that right? Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's a bit of a printer's thing, actually. <laughs> broken the curse. I, if, if I could grow one, I, I would have facial hair, but I, I can't grow it. Mate, I can't grow hair on the top of my head, so I shouldn't worry about it. <laughs> no, no, neither can I, mate. <laughs> so, speaking of that, then, why? what got you into screen printing and why you decided to use that for your brand? Because obviously, most people will go and get things printed for them. And you've, yeah. you, you've actively sought out to teach yourself the skill of doing it. Um, so yeah. what's the background there? Um, yeah, it's a good question because uh, now it's really trendy, especially on, um, on TikTok and stuff. It's really, really trendy to start a brand and a lot of people are sort of having a go at it. I, I can see the reason there's sort of an easy entry business that you can do. Um, that and that and sweet shops for whatever reason people are doing on tiktok just everyone's doing it and a lot of them are, are going down the route of these sort of aliexpress um alibaba uh, manufacturers in wherever abroad and 
and they're getting this really, really, really rubbish quality, cheap stuff made, and they're giving it a go for two months and quitting. Mm. But for me, like when I started, I, it was yeah, I definitely wanted. It was because I I was making stuff. It started from making stuff for myself, which is why, like, I had such a focus on the quality because I'm really fussy anyway, and I I wanted to wear it myself, so I wanted to make sure it was how I wanted it and how like, I wanted it to be nice. Um, so I spent yeah, I spent ages like sampling all different um uh, sampling different t-shirts and, and whatnot and then finding out about the printing methods um did a bit of research started doing i actually printed a few different um ways for the same design the first one just to see what like it, the difference would be like washing it and just how it felt on and whatnot and i i read a lot about screen printing being uh, good quality and sort of commonly used and whatnot um it was sort of the easiest option for a lot of my designs as well. I've always had like this, um, like big, like back prints and colorful graphics and really arty designs. And um, I'd say probably kind of like a skater style, um, sort of, I guess it's skater style brand really, like the sort of skater work where he's like thing is what I want to go for. Um, so yeah, I, I went for screen printing for that reason, really, just the quality. I looked it up and and then I obviously I've been using screen printers for a while for the brand. And then it was a case of well, how can I cut my costs? Um and cut your costs by spending thousands on screen printing equipment. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> who, um, who was your uh, your kind of online mentor? Online mentor. Do you mean like sort of like youtube videos and stuff how yeah did I sort yeah, of yeah um oh so many so many um i used to watch lee stewart mm. a lot um, he's, he's come a long way that boy and um no i have to remember his name it's really bad because i mean wow, personally i don't think you can go wrong with jonathan from cat's bit yeah he's Jonathan's really good for like man. the basic videos like mm. if i want to know how to do something i type in the exact how do you yeah. do this and it will come up these stuart i used to just watch just for like the whole i just watched whatever he posted if that makes sense rather than yeah. searching up and and thinking on well, i think lee stewart's like he's bordering like more on like the content creator sort of thing yeah yeah the cat's bit yeah. guy is like he's it's very much informative and it's like i'm going to teach yeah. you how to do this and it's yeah. through his hand movements you know um but it's yeah i think more and more of those likely stuart and i think a lot of them are just copying these stuart like let's be fucking honest like yeah he does that so well though that it's that's obviously where he's grown this fucking massive audience but then you get the, the the flips i don't know where i'm going with this question or whatever <laughs> i was genuinely just curious i was speaking to somebody about it the other day um and it was like so i think everybody has that kind of like one specific place that they go to first to like learn uh, something when it comes to screen no, you got like ryan me, moore was, as well haven't you from ryan it yeah yeah <laughs> i mean my my two big ones it was the um was cat spit and ryan it and it was like i was never lee stewart's biggest fan if I'm being brutally honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean he does some fucking cool shit. And it's like his his like videos and stuff, it's like it's really like aesthetically pleasing, isn't it? It's yeah. like it's proper content and like you just soak it in. It doesn't feel like you're sitting down for a lesson. 
yeah it's very it's very much like like printing lifestyle like you're saying it's yeah it's not informative it's not as informative but yeah Uh, the other one that i just remembered the name of was actually it came from tiktok because i consume a lot of tiktok and don't yeah who doesn't it's an addiction (laughs) i i watch i watch a lot of tiktok and i'd seen a guy on there in the u.s um the guy, I think he was called Bremer or something like oh, that. Oh, Bremer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with all the yeah. butterflies and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, Unfinished Legacies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched one video of that. That was the first time I'd ever seen someone screen print, like how it was done, because I'd heard of it and I'd paid people to mm. do it for me, but I didn't know what it looked like. And then I realised, like, from the hashtags, it's a screen print. I was like, oh, shit, that's actually how it works. And I was like, oh, it's really cool. And I'd, watch more of his videos then i looked up and found stuff on youtube but his like in terms of like inspiration and just sort of motivation to to try screen printing and to try and um like take the brand further him massively like just blew i watched like the whole i feel like i watched his whole sort of growth from covid and, and when he started on tiktok and the brand now is huge He's got like A-list celebrities in the US wearing it, and yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, yeah it's really fucking well for himself. Really inspirational. So moving on from like you saying your screen pink, what does your setup actually look like? So what does your like you've obviously got your studio and stuff, but then also like your fulfillment area and that. How, how have you yeah. organized it as such? Um, so obviously I was doing the brand first, so I, I've always had the spare room. I was lucky that like time wise, um, my sister moved out um uh moved into a house you lately. made a move out didn't you for the brand yeah yeah i forced her out slowly <laughs> for the greater go. good yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just started like gradually just piling boxes in her room <laughs> yeah, you, can't move. Like, you can't move was, anymore you might it was that leave. one night when she got in and her bed was completely piled up and she's just had enough so she left so. <laughs> is it an actual like proper like racking and stuff or is it just you've got things in boxes or it is but it's not um I'd never actually bought any shelving or anything. So the room, like, it still has a bed at one side, but there's still a fair amount of space because my mum and dad like to have some some room if we do have a guest or whatever, which is fine. And I sort of put it all away, but it's it all goes away, so you wouldn't actually know it's there. So they have she has like um like an inbuilt wardrobe that's behind the wall, if that makes sense. So it's got the cupboard doors are like flush with the wall, and it's probably I don't know two and a half meters wide. And it goes right back like three feet and I was all shelving rails and everything in there. So when she cleared out all her stuff, I could get a lot of it in there. And then I just have the boxes sort of stacked up and, and whatnot. And I got a packing table, label printer, light and all that. And a shelf Mine's above. An and that's shit tip, my stock That's room. Sort, of, sort of it. It's, yeah. My stock room is through that wall. And like, yeah. Yours, yours sounds really nice. It's, <laughs> it's good because it's not out. It's all away and I yeah. get out what I need and I put it back and it's and it's kind of feels tidy. And, yeah. See, I'd just end up getting out what I need and then not putting anything back. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I end up having yeah, if I do that. No, that's I'm quite problem. tidy, I must say. Uh, just in general. My mum loves having me here. I'm tidy. <laughs> I can see you've got, you've got all your hats hung up in order behind, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Are they in order of color or size? Or... <laughs> no, there's nothing. There's no uh, 
no, I did put that up just to hang hats on though, because the wear was superb and it needs to be tidier. Yeah. But mine, mine just end up on the floor most of the time, and then the <laughs> dogs nick them and fucking chew them, and I'm just like, for fuck's sake! Like, this is <laughs> brand new. I got this a couple of days ago, and that's going to be fucking trash in a couple of days. So, yeah, I think my dog would do the same. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the that's the sort of packing room, stock room, and then um, I have the so I'd say it's about three quarters of my garage. Um. So you can walk in from the house if that makes sense. Um, and there's uh, the first little quarter, which my dad has kept for garage stuff. And there's this worktop and whatnot. And then... It's a bit selfish of him. It's very nice of him to <laughs> clear space. <laughs> and I have uh, the other three quarters right down the end, so you walk sort of through and in. We did actually build a black uh, partition to start with, but that didn't work, so we made it a bit bigger and knocked that down. And then the front is, um, you know, like a standard metal garage door. Um, which was easy enough to get everything in and, and whatnot. Um, when um when are you um when are you moving your dad out to, to take over <laughs> the whole garage? Yeah, I thought you meant his room. Then I was like, I probably wouldn't be able to afford the for the rent and whatnot. But yeah, uh, soon. Yeah, soon. We just need like another shed, and that can go in there, and then I can have the whole garage. Does he know this? No. <laughs> I think he's, he'd probably rather pay rent for me to have like a small premises than that. I don't know. He's quite handy, your dad, don't he? Because I remember I was telling you about Very, basically yeah. how you need to design it. This design needs to be done. And then like three hours later, you sent me a picture. Is this all right? I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, fucking perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, um, my dad's dad was a carpenter. My dad's not a carpenter but he's very handy he's just got all that he's just that sort of guy that can just find odd bits of wood and knock it together and that's literally what we did you sent us the thing with oh he was oh i've got some stuff out just go and find some wood and knocked it up painted the inside white and it was pretty pretty good i scared just wrong yeah but what um what what press are you currently running have you got a riley junior yeah yeah i have the 254 um uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good lad. Yeah, no. Do I don't it. understand the point in getting it without him. Uh, like... Yeah. That was actually the struggle. I I couldn't get one anywhere. And um Screenprint World couldn't get one in for I can't remember how long it was. It was stupid, like uh, not that it's their fault, but I couldn't get one for a long time. Hmm. And I specifically wanted micros and they tried they said like we've got one without. I think it was second hand that they could tell me and I was just like I'm just not getting I'm not getting it without because there's no point in me upgrading from I yeah. had like this awful I can remember what's called little blue tabletop one that I had before oh, which yeah. everyone sort of just <laughs> tried just to try it out see what it was like I used it for like two weeks I was like right I get it did, did you buy it off Amazon by any chance <laughs> no I, I went on Facebook marketplace got it on Facebook oh. yeah um, they probably got it off Amazon <laughs> yeah they would have got it on Amazon yeah definitely um, I used that for like two weeks just to get the get the feel of it, and I was like, "Yeah, right, get it." Moving and then on. you set it on fire. I still got it. I thought I thought about <laughs> it. I thought if I ever had to do, I mean, it's, it's if I ever had to do like in person printing, I wanted to do something out of pop up. Yeah. It might come in handy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be able to do more than one color, and it probably yeah. won't be straight, but it might come in handy just to show people like. So I got rid of. So we upgraded to um, to a cruiser. Uh, when was it? it? Must be going on a couple of years ago now. 
and um i really really wish i kept my old press because it was like it was just a four um four color single station unbranded chinese piece of rubbish but yeah, for doing fun. like live printing just single color live printing it would have been fucking perfect yeah. and now i'm like oh i've got to go fork out money to buy one now i've not because i'm actually being asked to go and do live printing and it's like yeah that was a stupid move but anyway yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason I kept it, to be honest. It doesn't take up a lot of space either. Um, yeah. I haven't used it yet, but if I ever do, if it does come to it, then at least I'll, I've got it. Um, mm. But if I do start doing live printing sort of more, then I will just get a proper one that's actually going to work. For I, think, I think live printing is going to be the next big thing. I know it's been like relatively popular anyway, but I think it's going to, you're going to see it everywhere. Hmm. It is, it is getting popular now. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. I see... I see uh, there, was there... there was, you said there was no live printing at the um, printware thing, wasn't there? There was, there was barely nothing any... screen print related at print. <laughs> Sorry, that was... Flash, yeah. Oh, there was, there was one. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I guess the movement... I don't know. It just, is that a sign? That, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, do, I do see stuff here and there, like... Bremer, he did a lot of does a lot of that. He takes it to his pop up shops, and people can print their own t shirts. Um, there's another brand I follow, uh, Jahukul. It's a um, brand in London, and he does the same sort of thing when they do pop up shops. You can. He actually did another thing which was really cool. I've not seen before, which was a, a t shirt. I think there was three different designs you could choose from, and it was like a specific like one off thing where you buy one of the three designs um it was super cheap it was like 10 pounds i think and you print it yourself so you by buying one you get like an invitation to a live print pop-up shop kind of day thing and only the people who bought one get invited and then they all go and then you print your own t-shirt so you're basically yeah i thought that was cool yeah i've not seen anyone do that that's really handy because it means you can like get everyone to come to your studio not have to pack everything up and go out to them yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a really genius idea yeah yeah but that was that was cool but i, I think you're right in that it, it might become more popular but it, it's just the same same sort of thing isn't it with live and, and in person i think that that trend people are wanting to do that where they can in yeah in every people like to see how things work don't they that's that's the long and the short yeah. of it. we're we're inquisitive creatures us humans yeah I'm speaking on behalf of all humans. I'm, I'm only partly human. <laughs> Everybody listen to King Pad. Yeah. Um, so a hypothetical one for you then. Um, so if you could add anything to your business, kind of as it currently is, um, that you think would give it like a like a major boost or take you to the next level, what would yeah. it be? You mean I'm like talking... a physical thing or? No, you're talking like. You know, whether it's money, you had a member of staff, new equipment, premises, whatever. Obviously, the, the obvious sense is money. Everybody needs money. But, you know. Um, that's really hard. Um, I think you need time more than you need the money, don't you? Time is one issue. So I think you need yeah. more holidays. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying I'm not saying... to call this a holiday because it's like, it is a holiday, but it's like, I don't know. 
it's what it's something I want to do always. So yeah, it's I'm, I'm not going on like a lay down holiday. Yeah, it, it's I've wanted to travel always, and I didn't manage to do it before uni. So it's like this is probably the best time I'm going to get, especially yeah. because of all the plans for my businesses. If I get deeper into it, it's going to be harder to do. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like yeah, but yeah, time is a good start. Um, I I feel like a member of staff actually. Um, because my mate, honestly, don't Mark, say that. You'll have to stop paying your mum if you say that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually, I pay her in love and coffees and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, I think marketing is is the main thing. Like, just keep sort of reaching out, and I think yeah, having someone who is just good at that, and that's all they do, and they know what that, and that take that off my mind completely, and I can focus on. Or vice versa, a member of staff to just do, you know, the packing and, and all those bits so that I can focus and learn a bit more about the marketing side of things. So, yeah, either way, just I, I guess that kind of links in with time, doesn't it? Because if I have a member yeah. of staff, give me more time. And then, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a predicament we're in at the minute with the print business. It's like we've got so many fucking jobs coming through the door and like. You know, me and Pav were speaking about the other week. I had like two or three weeks worth of fucking reclaim stacked up, and it was just like, this is going to take me a fucking age to get through. But it's like, in theory, it's not the most important thing on my list because I've got to print more. But I need to fucking reclaim before I can print, sort of thing. And it's like, just yeah. having another another Someone's body a... in, yeah, yeah, that could just, you know, help out with that kind of thing. But. Yeah, I mean, if you've got your own space, like you, you could get someone in, like a young person. Yeah, but who do you get to you know? do it? Because because reclaim, although it's relatively easy, it's not unskilled, is it? Like you've got to no. sort of. Yeah, it's there's still an element of like they've got to still pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah, thing, I know what you mean. It, it, and and then when you start getting staff, there's that 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 thing with trusting people and and you know what I mean it's your mm. baby, it's your business, and you're so badly wanting everything to be right yeah but i think you can you can only go so far by yourself 100 percent, yeah and and then you need to get someone in so you you can keep doing the things that make it run or that someone could do things that make it run you can do the creative side i think that's definitely the step like if you do get someone in for printing business i think you get someone in to do sort of like you say the reclaiming and those sort of bits it just takes those little things off your mind i mean my my problem at the minute is like so it's obviously i mean i'm pretty fucking stacked up with the printing and everything to do with that but then when i finish that i come home and i'm doing the fucking quoting and i'm doing the invoicing and shit and then i'm up till fucking you know doing that till 11 o'clock at night and then back up early the next day go and fucking print and it's like i'm fucking aching like the last thing i want to do when i get home is fucking do invoicing and shit i've been speaking to a few few different print shops that are you know a fair bit bigger than ours um and just asking what they did first. And they're always like, get somebody in reclaim, get somebody in reclaim. And it's just like, yeah, but that means I'm going to get more jobs in. <laughs> and I'm going to have to do more invoicing and more quoting and shit. And it's like, you know, can I have two people? <laughs> you could get someone to do the admin, I guess, is another option. So you sort yeah. of, you're printing the day and you don't have to go over and worry about, or you print and reclaim in the day, you don't have to worry about any sort of admin. Mm. Yeah, just buy new yeah. screens for every job. We've had this conversation before. <laughs> Someone always responds to emails and sends invoices. That would be pretty nice. Yeah. Gives I mean, you refunds I mean, or whatever. I was, I was speaking to Darren about it. Um, 
and uh, I think he said he 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 did do it at one point. And obviously, I don't want to blow out everything me and Darren speak about on on a fucking podcast, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I, I think he was saying that he basically spent a lot of time when he did that, basically teaching this person to do things the way he did things, and in the end, it just worked out him doing it was quicker yeah sort of thing and I'm kind of in that same mindset that it's like I'm very particular with how things are dealt with and how kind of our customers are, are kind of spoken to and interacted with and kind of what they got told what they don't get told sort of thing yeah, fuck but off you're annoying like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like I don't know I don't know if I'd feel comfortable like somebody coming in and doing that side uh, sort of thing i'd feel like i'd be like i don't i don't like micromanaging people like I, i've ma- managed people before and i'm not a micromanaging type of person but that was never in my my own business sort of thing it was for yeah. another business but it was it's kind very of like different. i knew yeah it's like it's your baby sort of thing and it's like you know who, who knows your own business better than yourself sort of thing yeah i completely get that i, I think i'd be exactly the same just it's hard to let someone like like Darren said, like it's quicker to do it yourself probably by the time you sort of especially if you feel like you need to watch them or whatever because yeah. you're so particular I'm the same really particular about things mm. um, I think my mum was probably pulling her hair out when I first showed her how I packed my things because I used to do it with <laughs> tissue paper and everything and I was very like it had to be folded in the same way in the sticker on and the, yeah I was mm. way too much but now i've kept it i've sort of simplified my packaging a little bit to, so it's not yeah. i don't worry about it too much see we dialed back the brand a bit and we do a lot more with the print shop now um so the brand used to be more of our focus sort of thing but when when that was the case next my wife was basically doing all the admin she was doing all the orders like all the customer interactions packing slip uh, the packing and shipping and all that and it was fucking bliss man it was yeah. amazing because i fucking hate all that shit i really really fucking hate it and she absolutely like she's just like an admin queen it was fucking brilliant yeah that's but what I do. it's like you know if if the print business got to the stage where it was like kind of like right i fucking need somebody on board now like nicks would be the fucking perfect person for it but she runs her own business so it's kind of like right. i can't be like you're coming to work for me now <laughs> it's like Pretty you know, occupied. you're dropping your shit now sorry um <laughs> Oh, you know what you need but, to yeah. do? She needs to get someone to work for her to do her job. And then yeah. you can... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can take her... And it, it's the circle continues. Yeah, I can pay a minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, I can... listen to the podcast, it's all right. <laughs> oh, safe. mean. I can see it going that way with me, um, sort of with the, with the printing becoming priority, if I can sort of pick it up to how I want it to be, because... Yeah, I just think, like, I, I really love running the brand and obviously I started with the brand, but it's, it's so saturated and it's really hard to sort of yeah. get to. It's so hard to get to a point where you're, like, re- like you pr- have, like, a proper brand earning decent decent mm. money. Like, it is tough. Um, I think at the end of the day, you've got to think about the, the money I did, like, you, you gotta make yeah, it. Yeah, no, of course. You you're a business though, mate. That's you the thing. wanna you, you have to. And uh, and to be fair, like like the the brand has brought me to screen printing as well, and so mm-hmm. I don't sort of regret going down that route. And 
It's yeah. how if it's like you're progressing and you're trying mm-hmm. one business, you're learning loads, and then you're moving on to sort of, you know, yeah. you've that's either got to do it for the love or for the it. money. You can't, you can't pick one. And it's you, you can either concentrate on right, we're going to push this and push this and make the money out of it, or you can do it because you absolutely love it. And if you make money, it's a bonus. Yeah, you know I what I mean. The, it's, it's very hard to straddle that line. I think. I think the truth yeah. is the love would be the brand and the money yeah. would be the, the printing. Mm-hmm. If that's I, exactly if that's the route we went down. Head and exactly heart. Exactly the route we went down. Massively head and heart sort of scenario. But yeah. how many people realistically are in the opportunity, obviously I don't have a brand, but in the position that you two are in, where actually you get you get to have the head and the heart because most people mm-hmm. only get to do one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and there's nothing to say you couldn't do both. Uh, um, you couldn't spend as much time obviously you'd get people involved if, if it got to a point where they're both growing but you could technically do both um, mm. which would yeah. be ideal I think that's that's my, my ideal situation would be to kind of me just carry on doing the print business because that's what I'm good at and then basically just have somebody who manages the brand and kind of whether that's you know just shipping out orders and fucking keeping on top of the social media and stuff like that, and then I can focus on kind of the, the printing the designing and then from the print business side of things, like, you know, dealing with customers and printing for them sort of thing, because that's obviously, you know, owning a screen printing business versus owning a brand. There is so much more money in fucking running a print business. It's like the margins are just fucking astronomical compared to running yeah. a clothing brand. It's like if you sell a T-shirt, you know, realistically, after you've bought the blank and you fucking printed it, what's it worth? Fucking what? A fiver? Yeah, like you know, I'm just throwing out a hypothetical number. I'm not ask, asking you personally, but then it's like, and you're selling it for fucking what, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven quid or something. Yeah, but uh, if you've got somebody coming to you for fucking two hundred t-shirts, and you're charging whatever per print, do you yeah. see what I mean? It's kind I of think... like though that that one t-shirt could just be a one off. Yeah, if you see it as like customer acquisition, like it, like getting one customer to, like if you can gain one customer for your brand you're selling one t-shirt but you can gain mm-hmm. one customer for your print shop you you get it's all bigger orders right like the, the money yeah, you make yeah. from one but you put the same amount of effort in to get one to probably sell one t-shirt yeah, yeah of course i mean we, we could we could make one fucking like one clothes if you want to call it that in market in fucking sales terms with a with a client through Inky Cow, and they could pay our fucking rent for the month. You know, yeah. a customer coming through Downcast isn't is, isn't going to do that as much as I love it when we get orders. It's just those kind of like rewards just aren't there. Like even when we were at kind of like our peak with the brand, it's like we were bringing in just shy of ten k a month, but it was like probably four three or four k that was on fucking marketing. And then the rest was on like fucking restocks and fucking supplies and fucking, you know, paying for postage and shit like that. And it was like, when you get to the end of it, there's not that much left in that fucking t-shirt you've sold. You know, there's a few quid. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. um, Like that, it's got to be, there's a, I think there's a point of like scale where it does change massively, but it's very hard to get to that. I think you've got to be selling a lot just numbers wise you've got to be selling in a lot have you guys heard of ass pizza the the designer no he's um there's a video of him on reddit 
and he was like grinding for ages, like doing all his designs and that. And then he had all these like he's put out this pre-order for this cool design that everyone thought was amazing. And uh, there's a video of him like clicking opening the pre-order, and his phone and the computer just go fucking mental. And it's not like <laughs> one or two; it's like thousands and thousands constant yeah. on this pre-order and the whole thing. And it was like. He's really cool down to earth guy by all accounts, and it's like that his entire like however many years he was working before was building up to that one moment, and it mm. is it is it is such that's an so I, cool. it, I've, I've I'll dig the video out and send it to you guys. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I can't say it's quite like that, but when I posted that first, but not it wasn't my first TikTok, but the first TikTok that did well, and I, and I think it was about three hundred and fifty thousand views. My phone, it was similar. I had sort of like. A, at this moment where my phone just went bonkers like when tiktok sort of it like you get like an hour and nothing happens when you first post it and mm. then it sort of starts to i think it goes yeah, to a thousand yeah. people then like ten thousand and then sort of when it hit and my phone was locked and you had like the shopify notifications yeah. or the scroll and it's like yeah and it was like four <laughs> four scrolls on my screen and i thought wow. that was it was incredible uh, it's probably about it works out about 50 orders or whatever but I just, yeah. I, it felt amazing because before I probably never had more than at that point, maybe 10 in a day. And I was like, yeah. wow, like this, yeah. And then TikTok just fell off this. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> the typical sort of social media business model where they get you hooked on yeah. the free views at the start and then they start to make you pay for them to get the same results. I still haven't had my now and free now views. You're a TikTok junkie. Yeah, no, I'm I'm hooked, but I can't get the views anymore. You'll get there. <laughs> reels, reels yeah. is the way now. Reels definitely before it. Re- reels, it reels is the they're basically they're taking on TikTok, really, aren't they? Yeah, in that respect. And, and YouTube Shorts. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to. That's another thing, isn't it? I'd like to go and try and do sort of YouTube stuff. But it's a whole other. It's just, it just you just got to cater to people with a really really small attention span. That's all it is. Mm. What's that? Cater TikTok. No, all of them. TikTok, oh, YouTube yeah, Shorts, yeah. Reels. Yeah, yeah. It's all like um, you could put a five minute video up. Most people aren't going to watch it, are they? Like unless it's engaging yeah. the whole way through. It's like right, if it's not interesting in the first ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I I mean like long form YouTube, like normal YouTube. I'd like something I've always would want to do. But it's a whole nother, like the video editing and, and all of that. Yeah. And the, yeah, it's a whole nother well, thing. Well, that's the thing. Like we've so we've talked about like releasing the pod as like um like as videos on YouTube, but it's like so I do all the, the sound editing, <clears throat> but I've got a bit of background in it. So it's kind of like it's it's quite like easy in that sense. But when it comes to like the video side of things. It's just like, well, you mean I've got to go through that all again and fucking edit the video as well? Like I've got to sit through two and a half hours of yeah. like editing the audio and then go two and a half hours editing the video. I suppose. I mean, I mean, I suppose you could do it at once, couldn't you? But you just do, yeah. just do the video, and then the sound will go with it, and then just delete the video. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not technically well, minded like that. watch you for fucking two and a half hours then. <laughs> well, it's not going to be your easiest wank, is it? <laughs> no. no. Really not. Yeah, my my video editing skills don't go much further than sort of TikTok where it's easy as it gets. Yeah. 
but yeah i think you take those sort of skills for granted like like photoshop and illustrator and all that i learned at school and the rest i sort of if i don't know how to do something i teach myself on youtube and just keep adding to my expanding my yeah. knowledge of photoshop i did because i did a photography so i did a level photography and then i did it at mm. uni as well and just from the degree in an a level i that was like my photoshop basics all down pretty mm. locked in and, and and probably a bit more and then ai i just learned that myself well that's all screen printing i say that's all screen printing is but it's kind of like a massive part of screen printing it's just constantly evolved like evolving or expanding your kind of catalog of knowledge isn't it it's kind yeah. of like you have all these different print techniques and all these different things you can do with screen printing different chemicals different emulsions like fucking whether it's meshes or fucking squeegee durometers or fucking different yeah. ink types and everything it's like it's such a fucking huge like breadth of like knowledge that it's like anybody who claims to be a fucking expert is an idiot yeah nobody's oh. a fucking expert did i mention i'm an expert some <laughs> some people just really don't understand like even if it's like your mate you're talking to who doesn't understand how it works or or like a customer or whatever it, the ones that are hardest for family or friends or someone asks you to do a print job and they just want you know one or whatever and it, yeah oh can't you just do, like for family though because they they're like oh well i get you at minimum but because it's for family or for friends i'm like no but you don't get like no i can't do it i'm not doing it i, I had a, I had a friend who would always ask me for like it. one t-shirt and then one day i said to him when you've got a spare day come down and you can print your one t-shirt so can I print like two or three designs? I went, yeah, if you want. You're, you're doing it though. Went, Fine, yeah, yeah. So I shut. I showed him how to, how to clean the screen and how to coat it properly. And then we went and did the artwork. And then we did made all the screens up and dried them all off and coated them up. And then it was literally done. And then dunk, and he printed this one. I went, there you go. He looked at me. And, That's a lot of work for one T-shirt. I said, I fucking know it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you, how many years have you been asking me just to print one random thing on a t-shirt and I'm trying to explain and all of a sudden he got it he went oh yeah, yeah I understand now but you yeah, can't do that with every what, client what I'm going to do with uh, with our website now is like take that video snippet of you just talking there mm. and literally just paste it into the <laughs> FAQs of our website so where it's like, we've got a bit on the website that says some, I can't remember exactly the word in but it's like can you print me just one and it's like basically no fuck off but I'm just going to replace that with you <laughs> with my with, face with your little monologue yeah. there yeah. yeah I do love a log <laughs> yeah I think people need to see the process to understand but yeah it's a yeah. difficult process to 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 explain to somebody who doesn't know what you're on about isn't it's it? just it's just enough to, it's so much to it there's so time to explain it all like where do you start yeah let's think whenever anybody asks me what do you do i always i never say i'm a screen printer because people go what's that yeah i just fucking print t-shirts yeah all right that's really cool and that's it end of conversation it's like cool great you want business you want business card yeah no okay fine fuck off i don't care they probably think you just sit there with a heat press like yeah probably doing nothing i don't fucking care that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's not worth it trying to explain. I don't think. No, no. Get, getting back onto branding because we are a, a brand and we are a brand podcast. Yeah. What um what what achievement are you most proud of with Fixative? Was there one thing that's happened? You're like, that's amazing. Um, no, I wouldn't say one thing. No, I, I actually, as for like that one thing, I wouldn't say I've had anything yet. That's 
being like but you have those moments where you're like wow like this yeah it's worth like this makes it feel sort of worth doing there's little little things like um there's a couple so like i i live uh i live in devon which is quite a long way from nottingham but i went up to nottingham um to see my friend at uni and i went on a night out and um and i'm walking around in my in my t-shirt which is like the i don't know one from my brand with the face on the back the faces yeah um and uh and some guy comes up to me and this is in the same night by the way and he goes oh i like really really like that t-shirt like how like where'd you get it from i told him it's my brand it's so cool takes a takes his phone out and i showed him the website ordered it there and then 10 minutes later 10 minutes later in the club some other person wearing one of the t-shirts from my brand as well and i was like and my mates pointed it out and i was like this is just so like it's just so it, things like that are just so cool to see and like, i get sent like photos of people where someone spotted some an item of uh, from my brand at a festival in a crowd or whatever and those sort of things i think are really cool um yeah i actually i actually had someone again on a night out i've had someone ask me for a photo once and I thought that was really bizarre, and I didn't actually like that at all. I was like, I'm not famous, <laughs> but he was. I think it was more because he was wearing fixative, and I was wearing it as well. And he was like, and he was like, oh, it's the owner. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. Because so I'm not one to be like, oh, I'm the owner. My friend was like, yeah, it's his own brand. Because he was like, oh, I like that. I've got fixed on too. And I was like, oh yeah, they're nice. Yeah, I did say much, and then he was like, no, he's the owner. I was like, oh no, I do not want to have that conversation. Yeah but stuff like that um i I, another one actually i I have like a lot of customers in sort of like the music scene so like um it came from from uni really like bristol was like really really big for sort of like underground music and and drum and bass and and those those sort of things i've always been into that um so i've sort of worn my stuff at, at gigs and sent out obviously influencer marketing but on a on a sort of smaller scale i've sent out stuff to sort of my my dj mates or people who i i like i like um so something like that is probably another thing that's quite cool is having like international djs um that i've i've sent them to them they've not bought them but them wearing them wearing my t-shirts on my big stage in front of loads of people i mean that is amazing because how much stuff must they get sent oh yeah and they're still going to choose like they, they could just never wear it Mm, yeah um there's one in particular a guy called ac13 who's like a massive international drum and bass dj he does tours in new zealand and everything he's from london and uh he chose to wear the t-shirt i sent him in his like promotional shoot for his uh which he uses for all his agencies and everything which i think is really cool because he obviously is like one of his favorite t-shirts do i mean like when you have that shoot you're thinking right well i've got to wear my best my best thing and I i thought that was really cool um yeah there's no like massive moment but those little little Mate, things. that that that's quite a massive moment uh, uh, in my I opinion yeah yeah I think it is. But that was pretty cool and then he sent me sent me the photos and i used them on the scene yeah bit, bits like that i think is pretty cool but yeah we asked um uh on a on season one we spoke to a uh, designer called uh, ash price and um we said that question to him in kind of like a reformatted sort of way because he doesn't run a brand, he's a designer. Yeah. And uh, we were like, oh, so what's your kind of like, you know, your proudest moment as a designer or what was the the client that was like, oh, fuck, I'm doing all right, that sort of thing. And he's just like, uh, I don't really know. 
dead mouse. <laughs> it was just like, what? Yeah, I remember what? listening to that and being like, uh, <laughs> oh, so, so just casual. Yeah, crazy. He's, he's great, Ash. He's fucking brilliant. But, I love him. I actually know someone called Ash Price, but I don't think it's the same person. He's a photographer. So. Yeah. But for Probably a second, I was like, oh, it might be him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's quite, quite an exotic name. <laughs> yeah, I, I think know. it. Fletcher's quite an exotic name. I don't know many actually. I don't, I don't know, know a single other one. And I, I, I know one, and it was actually, well, you could say they were named after me. Someone that my mum worked with, um, they asked for permission to use the same name because it's so uncommon. They said to my mum, "Do you mind if we name our baby Fletcher as well?" And I'm like, "No, it's fine." And I was like, "That's pretty cool," because that's the only only one I know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you have any questions for us, mate? Uh, yeah, actually, with, well, firstly, Downcast, so you said about um, sort of like your sales and that, how long has it been going to get to like that point, or is it sort of not at that point anymore, is it sort of leveled off a bit? Um, so we, we started the brand in 2017, um, and it was very much kind of just a, like a, a side project for fucking a few years, and I think it was in... 2019 I think it was um we basically started doing a lot more marketing got a proper agency started doing a lot more high scale ads and stuff like that and yeah just started doing really really well people liked it um and then the iOS stuff happened and just you know yeah. it, it just fell off um yeah. and it was yeah I mean it was kind of at a stage where <clears throat> It was at a stage where we were like very, very nearly able to live off it full time. Like we did for a couple of months and it was like, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's difficult, man. Owning a brand and kind of having it as your sole source of income is really fucking risky unless you've got that kind of guaranteed customer base that you know are going to come back every time you release a design. Because yeah. like, we've released fucking plenty of shit that's flopped. Yeah. Like, you know, that's always going to happen as a brand, like or any business. You can release fucking anything and think it's the best thing since sliced bread. But it's yeah. always going to be that one thing that you really back personally and it just fucking flops and nobody's fucking interested in it um, for whatever reason. But um, yeah, it's, you know, we're not doing as much with it anymore. We are still doing bits and bobs and, you know, the, the plan moving forward is kind of, I guess, to start doing more stuff in person you know similar yeah. to what you and other guests have said and stuff it's kind of like it's always been something that's important to me um but we've just never never really kind of got on board with it because we were busy with the e-commerce stuff you know like but now that that's dropped off a bit it might be quite nice to do like some more not even like going like oh we're going to go to glastonbury but like go and do like more local stuff and do some pop-ups in Brighton and go and summon like the Brighton events and festivals and shit and fucking get, get our gear in some, in some more shops. I've, I've fucking got tabs open on my fucking computer now. Like I've we don't want to know about what tabs think, you got open on your computer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to know what half of them are. Fucking <laughs> donkey porn and fucking all sorts. Um, but it's, yeah, just like, you know, shops that I was like, oh, I think Downcast, Downcast could work in there. And, you know, they might be interested in us. And I think that's probably the way it's going to go. It's like, and just kind of let it just take its own course. Like, yeah. I'm not, 
I'm not at the stage anymore where I'm so focused on like, oh, I need to fucking grow this. I need to fucking grow this. Like, you know, I'm I'm quite happy with where it's not been left because that sounds like I've I'm giving up on it, which I'm not. But it's just it's just not my main focus anymore. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see sort of that happening with myself as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, what so you said about the iOS thing? Well, your main your main sort of advertising been on Facebook and that in the past, and and that just completely. I I, yeah. I know it briefly sort of how it changed it, but. Yeah, I mean, I think our issue, yeah, our, our issue, I think, was that I I never had an interest in kind of like that side of the business. I fucking couldn't give two flying fucks about digital marketing and stuff. It's not my thing. I'm not a fucking expert in it. I've got no interest in it. So we hired somebody to do it. And then yeah. that all happened. And they didn't know what to do and just went, oh, don't know. Yeah. And it was just like, all right. And it kind of like, they fucked us about quite a lot, quite a lot. And we lost quite a lot of money. And after that, it was like, I don't really trust anybody anymore in that industry. I know that sounds quite like like bitter, but that's just the way it was. We lost a lot of money. Yeah. And you you fucked us essentially because you told us you know how to do your job and you didn't, quite obviously. Yeah. Um they didn't have a they didn't have any solution. No, no, they didn't have a kind of a fallback plan, like they were supposed to be the experts. And it was like, at the time, we were tied into a retainer as well. So we were stuck with them. And it was just like spending money on ads and basically just not making any return. We'd make the money back we spent on ads, but that was it. Yeah. And it was just like, right, well, this isn't fucking good enough, is it? You know, but yeah, it is what it is. I do have uh, one more question, which is kind of for both of you. Um, yeah, go for it. It's more d- down the printing route. What would you say like your your sort of main way of um so like how how do you get most of your customers as as simple as that sounds like what do you say your main like where did most of yours come from your print jobs come from like how do you sort of try and do you know if that if what i mean by that is 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 it breweries or you know are you doing a lot for brands are you are you advertising are you just like going around locally I I just have a habit of talking to everyone about what I do. Yeah. Um. And nine times <laughs> doesn't leave them alone. No. It's like word word of mouth kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's word of mouth, but it's like me being the word of mouth sort of thing. And then, yeah, yeah. And and word and of mouth, mouth follow them at home. It's free, yeah. free, <laughs> free advertising. Yeah. Free advertising. Yeah. But any time, but I'm also I always I try and wear something that I've printed. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But I've, I've mm. got like um uh I, I haven't got a brand, but what I'm doing is slowly i'm planning on doing releases every year for my print shop as like a showcase of what i can do yeah um so i make a point of wearing something um and then yeah and it's got me what what i've found is if you the the people you you get that you talk to if you're wearing what you want to print you'll end up printing something like that for the people that you end up talking to because the people that are interested in it are like that's fucking cool. You're like, yeah, mm. I printed this, and then and it goes from there. But I've I've never actively gone out and sought any any business from anyone ever. Um, mm. It's always been, you know, I've, I've I don't think I've ever really properly let anyone down print wise. Um, not when it was no, it's been something my thoughts from preventative sort of thing, um, which mm. goes a long way. And just just doing what you say you're going to do goes a long way as well. Saying I'll yeah. have that to you by, 
I'll have a quote out to you by whenever and actually doing it. Now, that's 99% of, of what you've got to do for people to like you and, and, and pass your name on. Yeah, and then really. it's just yeah. sort of time. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That's I kind of what no, Darren said to me. Similar yeah. sort of thing. He said, just, just keep be, making re- sure be reliable. Yeah. yeah. Be reliable and fucking people will keep trusting you. But I mean, we're, just... we're sort of the opposite to Pav, where it's like, I am very active in fucking hunting customers. Um, I'm a fucking print hunter. It's, uh, <laughs> it rhymes with uh, that. <laughs> my, 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 my mindset is, and I know it sounds quite fucking cutthroat and a bit fucking snaky, but if I don't know who's printing for that business, they're fucking fair game and I'm going to go after them because it's like, yeah. that's, you know, that's money I could be having and taken away from, from a competitor. Like, you know, we, we are all competitors in this game. We have spoken about it before we're competitors but we're not kind of like rivals necessarily do you know what i mean yeah but it's like i guess it, there's a little bit of ignorance in there from me in the sense that it's like oh if i don't know who prints for them then it's uh you know i can go after them sort of thing but at the end of the day if they fucking like my shit they like my shit if like, you can do you it know, for cheaper or you can do it quicker you can do it better or whatever then yeah exactly then why, it's like i really really stand by the the quality of our stuff I mean, the majority of stuff we do it's for we've got like a bit little bit of a monopoly on like breweries around here um we do a lot of like pizza places and and shit like that, and we're just carving out a little niche and my, kind of my plan kind of like going into I guess the new year is to continue growing that and expand that, maybe try and get into the London market a bit more. Like we do a couple of London pizzerias and stuff like, yeah, keep doing that. It's, it's shit I enjoy, you know, I like fucking pizza. I like beer. I'd love to print for bands, but they're a fucking nightmare to print for. Um, you know, that's what I do at my other job. Um, so I work at another print shop part-time as well. And they basically exclusively do bands and they're a fucking nightmare. Like I don't want to go anywhere near that in a manual setup absolutely fucking nowhere near it but um yeah breweries yeah. supposedly like just like one of the best sort of customers to have and i can't remember why i've heard it somewhere but they've just got cash they're, they're always cash. pissed <laughs> yeah yeah it always <laughs> yeah, looks well. great <laughs> they're, yeah. pretty really they're always half cut and they've got money to spend and it's i mean that in the nicest possible sense it's like yeah. you think of like breweries they've they've already like spent like the money that they need to spend they've got their premises they've got their big fucking tanks and the shit they use for brewing and everything the only other real expense that they have is staff so it's kind of the money that they're bringing in what are they doing they're either going to put it in their pocket or they're going to spend it on merch and try and merch, sell yeah. more yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah and it's they're they're a great really really great um industry to be involved with because i think screen printing and brewing but brewing brewing are like really similar industries in a sense it's like we're all the same type of people and it's kind of mm. and that's from speaking to you know brewery owners and stuff I speak to fucking loads of brewery owners all the time and they're my kind of people and they just they just sound like fucking printers like yeah. printers sound like brewers like it's just yeah they're just a fucking cool lot to be involved with yeah yeah that's cool because i think it was jesse um i don't know if it was on a video or it was on this podcast or her podcast or something it said something about breweries and she said about sort of taking the best waste if there's a company or brewery or whatever that you you want to print i think that was that that was my episode with her on her podcast (laughs) right it was so incestuous was it you that said it uh, no, it was Chessie that was. It was oh, I think okay. we started speaking about it, and yeah. it was yeah, it was Chessie and, that said that. Right. But yeah. Yeah, and they said about taking like a sample pack of stuff printed. By yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done. I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. 
plenty of times and it fucking works it a works. treat, mate. Yeah. yeah. It's probably like it's got it. a hit rate of like sixty or seventy percent. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. And it's it's effort, obviously, but yeah. it's you know, if you're gonna get a cool job, I only ever do it for for breweries or customers or whatever that I really want. Yeah. And kind of just be like, here's my shit, you're gonna like it. And just do like, you know, I've got like this um template letter that I print out and I fucking hand sign it and fucking and write them a little handwritten note and be like, you know, enjoy your sample. If, you, if you're not interested, fair enough, enjoy your sample. That's all cool. If you ever need us, we're here. Um, and I think every single one of them we've done, uh, bar maybe one or two, and maybe done about 30 of them, every single one has replied. They've not all turned into jobs, but it's kind of getting that. <clears throat> getting a conversation going, of, isn't it? Yeah, getting a foot in the door. Mm. It's kind of they're they're going to remember you for it. And if it's if they need someone in a year's time, they're going to come to you rather than going to another print shop. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just trying to work out sort of what my plan is with the printing when I get back, and, and it's sort of where I start because it's really start. I say I start from scratch. Really, I've got that base on the on the Instagram, but it's it's not yeah, a lot. Of it's a difficult one, it. isn't it? It's, it's a small amount of business from it, but it's it's if anything, it's good for what I feel like it might be good for. It even is just like a bit of uh, I forget the word, but if people go on that, it my account portfolio well i mean like just having a following like that it could mm. just be a little bit of like security mm. for someone to see it and think right like there's a bit of like a verification like that do you know what i mean yeah i mean that that's could... always the, the thing with mine people say what's your instagram i'm like you can go on there i only post infrequently and i've got like 80 followers so like you can look yeah. at it or, or you can or i can give you a sample of what I can actually hand you a sample or you can see what work I've actually done. But I see what you mean. Yeah, it's like... I'm hoping that, if anything, that's sort of how it will be useful. Mm. Yeah, I think it probably will. I think, I think you'll, you'll, you'll bang on there. Yeah. I just got to sort of make some sort of business plan and where to sort of start sort of targeting. And you'll get there. How to start from scratch finding. You've got, you got the... You're around. young enough and you've got the hunger for it as well, which is good. Yeah, I think I'd, like a good place to start and i know it fucking sounds like it's a lot of effort and it's a lot of kind of effort for virtually no reward is literally just reaching out to places on instagram i fucking used to literally reach out to 30 40 places a day on instagram you might get one response but if that one response turns into a job yeah like you know for a <laughs> just, fucking copy and do you need any digitizing <laughs> it's literally but it's if that one if that one response turns into a job then surely it's fucking worth it worth isn't it, it. yeah yeah and that's I something think... you can do on the toilet i know it sounds ridiculous but that is no, something you can sit and do on the toilet that's, that's, that's what, what i used to do say. or whilst i'm having my lunch or whatever like you know yeah you have your lunch on the toilet yeah <laughs> every day man. Yeah. every day <laughs> fucking sandwich and a poo <laughs> that's what i say to nick so he's like where are you off to i'm just i'm just going for a panini and a poo <laughs> a punini, <laughs> a punini. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah that's that's right. i do a bit of that but yeah that's definitely a starting place and then sort of like sample packs and stuff like that there are breweries around here and there's the whiskey distillery and, and those sort of things um but i have seen that they've got printed printed t-shirts in their sh in their sort of shop front if they've so got them then someone in. does them and it, yeah. you can't always guarantee that they're even happy with the printer they've got yeah, just because exactly. they've got the merch it doesn't mean they're happy with them yeah 
Like yeah. we've we've fucking nicked. I say nicked. It's like we've literally just approached people. We've had some breweries come to us who I know they've been with another printer for fucking years, and they've come to us and they've stuck with us. And it's like, well, you, they obviously weren't happy with something at the other shop that they were using. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's the quality. I don't know whether it's the turnaround, the price, whatever. But there's something about us that they like better than what they had. So yeah. it's like, you know, there's no harm in fucking asking. And even if they're like, oh right now we're all right like you're on their fucking radar after that it's like oh fucking if they decide to change oh what was that guy's name or what was his fucking shop's name you know it's just worth getting in everybody's fucking ear you can like you know every time i go to a fucking pub or a fucking restaurant or i'm a fucking pest like i'm i'm just like (laughs) take my fucking card take my fucking business card now now it's like we're we're all right at the minute it's like i don't fucking care take my card i don't care if you wipe your ass with it just fucking take it it makes me feel better (laughs) Uh, you know yeah yeah no gotta be gotta be fucking ruthless about it there's i think there's so many fucking awesome shops out there that it's like it is like screen printing i think is becoming not massively oversaturated but it is a bit oversaturated because there's so many so much choice of good printers and it's not just that as well there's so many choice of good printers who have great websites that you can literally just like go to their website and fucking order shit and get a quote so easily yeah. but it's like doing that sort of thing it's like it expands your reach obviously because you could have somebody in fucking i don't know we're we're on the fucking south coast somebody in fucking scotland go onto our website and go oh i'm going to order 50 shirts or get a fucking instant quote or whatever but there's obviously so much more money that goes into that like to you know build a website and stuff like yeah. that like, as i say we do a lot of local business so we don't really need that if people i'm going to show you something actually i showed pav this earlier this is something that I was really fucking proud of. So for, for a long time, we've been working really hard to get to the top of the search rankings on Google. Oh, um, yeah. It's quite a task. And I've done it. Wow. I've done it. What's, like, what's the search term? like? Uh, screen Dar- Darcy's Willy. <laughs> screen printers in Sussex. I don't know if you can see that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, That's perfect. Fucking, we, we, we overtook the biggest print shop round there today. And I was like, yeah. yes, get in. That's just what you want. Yeah, I was like, yeah. fuck you. So I'm not going to say the names I've are, got obviously, a book. but, you know. I've got a book on SEO, and, yeah, yeah. I've read little bits here and there, and I just get bored of it, and I'm like, I really shouldn't. Yeah. SEO is dull as fuck. It's so it's boring. boring. But it, it's so important. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it is yeah. massively. I'm I'm not very I'm not very techie. Is that something to do with Google? It's search engine optimization. Oh, okay, so just a way of getting yourself to the top. It's basically that. It's, just okay. it's, it's basically your website speaking to Google and going, "This website is good. Show it to right. people." Right, okay. it's, it's just it's just another it's like word Google for algorithm fucking... kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, okay. yeah. It's bollocks, really. Yeah, it's just boring. Fucking but... bullshit. Yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway, There's no point having um, a website without that. Yeah. Um, should we do some randoms, Bav? Yeah, we shall. We shall. Right. Quick fire. <laughs> um, yeah. When you put a toilet roll back on, the fresh one, should the paper be under or over? You mean like it folds over? The- yeah. Should it? Should should the flat be oh, facing you or should it be facing the wall? Um, it should be on the top, so over the top, yeah. Yeah, so it's facing you. Yeah, the rough That's, that's the right the answer. Anyone yeah, who says yeah. the other way is a fucking that's idiot. A fucking that's psychopath. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah, it doesn't make sense. Because then you've got like the rough side up and everything. And you'd yeah. have to like fold it or like. 
not going to go too much into that. Um, uh, are aliens real? Yeah. I like to think so. I just think the size of what well, we do, we barely even like, you know, you see those videos where it like zooms out of like from like Street View to like the Earth, then to like the galaxy, and, mm. and it goes, it just goes on for like 30 minutes, and you just realize how small you are and all of that. And you just think, I just think there's just by po- just pure like probability, like the chance of us being the only life form is just ridiculous. Like, it's, there's got to be, right? Yeah. Like, uh, that's I'm, I'm like, I, I want that to, I want that to be but obviously I can't say yeah there is because I haven't seen any so I don't know but that would be my I hope so yeah fair enough I agree with you there was that's twice we've agreed now yeah <laughs> every time yeah every, yeah it's got to be if you were offered the position of prime minister what changes would you make <laughs> um I don't know Minimum wage make, up a little make, bit. Make fixative. Uh, at the moment. <laughs> make fixative uh, national uniform. Yes. <laughs> now that's a good start. That's a bit Hugo Bossy, mate. That's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to. I honestly do not get too involved in politics or read into it. Or I just. It, I, it's so depressing sometimes like the news and all that sort of stuff I don't I honestly don't know I don't know what I would do just turn it off and go away for five months that's what you should do <laughs> I'd love to do I'd love to say oh, I'll do all these like amazing things that everyone wants but the practicality of it is probably not realistic like, it's, do you know what I mean like make everyone happy it's just not possible yeah it's not possible fair enough fair enough um if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Ooh. I like that question. Hmm. Have I asked that one before? You have, yeah. Uh, right. I think I said something about nut juice um, after you said so- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Something like... Um, some sort of like salty protein spread or something like that. I don't know. That's I mean, it. that's like says what it is, right? It's like it's very Ron Seal of you, yeah. It's protein, it's yeah. salty, and you spread it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty literal. That's probably why you it's could, called in could, America, to be honest. That's what they do with everything. Could, just name it. Literal. You could say the same about um, like fucking fish paste or something, though, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I love a bit of fish paste. Mi- mixed up between fucking peanut butter and fish paste. Did you know the shit that's in uh, fish and chip shops that they call vinegar isn't vinegar? Really? No, it's, it can't. Um, it can't. It's called non-brewed condiment. It's the, it can't yeah, legally yeah. be called vinegar because it isn't a vinegar, right? Because they use so much of it. They have. It's like a concentrate. They make it up with. Right. Mm. I did not know that. Well, no, so you when do. they say salt and vinegar, I say I know you don't have any. So why are you asking me that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said so, no. Well, I'm well, salt, they, salt and non-brewed condiment. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> yeah, do, they do have it because they have it in bottles at the back, don't they? Yeah, they you can buy the alongside the bottles of tomato ketchup. That's real yeah. vinegar. Yeah, that's real vinegar. Maybe they can't sell the hard stuff. Forward. Maybe mm. buy the bottle. Bless we them. should just put our own on because it's never bloody. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It's all, yeah. We do it so it all sticks at all the salts at the top. I wanted to put it on and then shake it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like vinegar. Or like put half chips in, salt and vinegar, more chips, salt and vinegar. 
Yeah, that's what they should do. They should layer it. Oh, yeah, you're right yeah. there. That's that's a more efficient way. I just uh, that's what they should do with cheesy chips as well, but they never do. Yeah, put it all on the top, and it's like, well, what's the point of that? You yeah. you eat like you get to the bottom, and you've just got soggy no cold chips. Yeah. I could be chips wrong, but I think you've just uh, told us what the change would be made if you were prime minister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. mandatory law. layering of cheesy chips. Yeah, I'm for I'm all for that. I feel like I'd get a lot of votes as well. I think, mate, I'd vote for you. Make that your yes. main thing is your campaign. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. voting for that. Oh, brilliant. Uh, is it my go? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, if you could pick a robot from any movie to be your lifelong companion, which robot would it be? There is only one right answer to this. There's only one. There's only well, in my opinion. Oh. oh. Feel free. To, feel free to be wrong. I don't know. I'm not. I'm straight away R2D2. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Or C3PO. Okay. Those I mean, are the first. They're good. They're good robots, but they're not the best. Star Wars fans. It's straight. That's what came to my head. Fine. This episode isn't about you, Pav. No, Go but on. I have I very strong opinions about this. Uh, Johnny Five. Don't know. No, you've never, seen, no you've never seen Short Circuit nope. or Short Circuit Two. Nope. Well, now you know what you can watch on the on the plane to wherever it is you're going to. The best, <laughs> the best answer we had to that question was the fucking Iron Giant. Oh, the Iron Giant. Yeah. I bet you get some weird weird answers to that one. Uh, the, the, the dude, the, the dude pa- from Pab said his dildo when I asked him. <laughs> <laughs> Big Hero Six would be a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Baymax, 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 yeah, yeah. Baymax. I actually cannot think of very many robots like when put on spot. Five robots. That's a terrible idea. Wait, is that the one that? <laughs> Steven. That's a bad one, right? <laughs> yeah, that is the bad he's, one. Isn't he's, it? Yeah. No, he's he's good. Isn't that the one who turns against him? Or is that a different? No, he, he he doesn't. Is that it's Will Smith? All, all Will the Smith other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he doesn't. oh yeah, he's all the, the others do. Don't all they? the others yeah. do. Yeah, that's okay. right. That's quite yeah. a good one then. I can't think of any more robots, famous robots. Chap- Chappie. Yeah, Chappie. Yeah, he was, I suppose he was a famous robot. All about that. Wally. Oh, Wally! Wally's a, that is a banging answer, actually. What was it? What was Wally's um little side piece called? Eva. Eva. Either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, either of those. <laughs> either of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have, you seen a, have you seen a film called um, Love and Monsters? It's on Netflix. I haven't um, watched that yet. It's on my list. Is there, are there robots in that? There's a robot in it called Mavis. Yeah, that's okay. that's a. It's actually a surprisingly good film. I really might enjoyed it. Might watch it in bed tonight. Yeah, I'll add that yeah. to my list. It's not wanking material, but you know. Anything is, mate, for me. It doesn't take much. <laughs> Gust of wind can set me off. <laughs> oh, anything with any, anything with blood. Oh, anything with <laughs> anything with anything in it. <laughs> yeah, no, good film, good film. Give it a watch. Go watch that. Um, was it me? Yeah, last one. Uh, what would you prefer to be called if you had to choose one? A tomato or a potato? Uh, potato. Because tomatoes are squashy and weak. Potatoes are strong <laughs> and hard. <laughs> That's the only logical answer. 
Nazi's completely lost it. Think how easy, right? You squash tomato in your hand. <laughs> I don't want to oh, be named. I just took a, that can I, be squashed I, in your hand so easily. I just I took a drink and I nearly spat it out my fucking nose. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be named something that's hard to break, not something you can just squash in your hand like that, and it's just a mush. I don't know. Have you, ever tried to, have you ever tried to rip up a sun-dried tomato? They're pretty hardcore. They are, and they're way better than normal tomatoes. Just mm. nicer in every way. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know why I went down the strength route, but that's why I instantly thought one's hard and one's mushy. So. I was Mate, expecting the... The, the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> After reading the email this afternoon at work, I was expecting the hands-feet question. I had to have a think about it at work. <laughs> oh, did I you want to answer that, that then? No, no, I was, I was, I was going down the printing route, so that's where I, where my, where I went with my answer. But I can do if you want to. What was the hands feet one? Would you rather? Well, I had a query on it because do you replace? So say I say hands, do I then Mm. have four hands, or does it just like? Just, do you see what I mean? Or do you still have? Oh yeah, that that does make. Yeah, do they swap, or do you have four of the one you choose? Oh, because then it's an easy option. You just go for the hands. Yeah. You basically, you basically hands. Yeah. Hands. Yeah. No, I, I think That's swap. I think swap. swap. Okay. Because my answer was going to be hands because you just have four hands and you can just do more stuff and you don't have to employ someone. How would you wipe your ass? Well, you've got a choice of hands. I mean, you've just got to remember which one is and don't eat with the same one. Well, you can wash your hands afterwards. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you, is that a normal thing to do? No, what I, what I mean is, can, can you touch your arsehole with your foot? <laughs> Well, he could if it oh, was a hand. No, you just have to use one of these ones. No, because your knee joint and your hip. I can, I can kick myself in the anus, definitely. Yeah, no, really? it's not what I'm asking. Everybody can kick themselves in the ass. <laughs> if you really wanted to, Pav. Yeah. I see what you mean. You mean if you chose feet, you'd be screwed because you have four feet and you wouldn't be able to. Oh, well, I see. Actually, right, not... actually, the people that have no arms, have you seen that? Where like people. Um, I guess it's a double amputee where they have no arms and they can they like they can feed with their feet like they literally use cutlery and everything. They can feed themselves like off a plate, off a table, and everything with their feet. Yeah, they're pretty like, amazing. You, when you don't have people. arms, you can like learn to use your feet just like hands, and over time mm. you actually get quite good at it. But I would definitely go for hands if it was not swap. If it was swap, then no idea. Haven't thought that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant probably uh, hands again because it's all, that's always the bit where the whole of the podcast goes to shit is when we ask these questions <laughs> in a good way like laughing yeah. <laughs> uh, right final few want... questions then yeah um if you weren't doing what you do now what job do you think you'd have oh that's a really hard one because i'm at that point in my life right now where i'm like I feel like everyone get gets it, but I had like this. I have this like year of like thinking. I need to know what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Like, I need to be making a decision on something, and I should just do that forever. Like, I think yeah. that was the thing with uni as well, and that I got so t- like hung up on that and not, and then stressed out about not knowing what I wanted to do. I still don't know what I want to do. I'm just doing what I enjoy and what I find at the time and at the moment I found like I was doing the brand because I liked that and I found that through photography because I liked that and now I found screw printing through the brand and I like that and I'm doing that at the moment like it I, I don't actually know I have no idea what I'd want to do I guess like a professional athlete or something like that 
purely because I've always been really sporty and there's good money in like golf and football and stuff like that and it would just be fun I feel like it wouldn't feel like work but that's if I have to answer but honestly I don't know what I'd want to do that's Probably. fine by me yeah, yeah. I, I love I love golf so yeah golf probably I know you should Jack, go and, Jack should go and meet golf, yeah I going to say you're going to meet up with Jack yeah and play it's golf. just a very leisurely fun Are there any brands do. that you'd like to see on the podcast brands um, yeah, I you, would have said would I would have said unfinished legacy. Good to have on. Um, but that's oh, I've lost you. You're frozen. No, oh yeah. I would say you. unfinished legacy, but I feel like that's yeah, yeah, probably a hard one to get on. Um, there are a few sort of I don't know how much you guys sort of know about like the streetwear brands and that sort of trend at the moment. They all do like the limited drops and like really weird like public events where they yeah yeah, yeah. yeah who was the one you said earlier was it Jehukul? was that it Jehukul, and there's like cortez um that sort of trended for a while it's like crazy where they did these like um like loads of public sort of stunts i'd call them to get publicity and they'd it would loads of people turn up and it was bizarre they'd make them do ridiculous things to get t-shirts and they built hype like that um I don't know, maybe it's sort of one of those brands because I want to know more about how they just went from something to nothing so quickly. So so I guess like Jehukul or like, I think he's called Ime, the guy who runs Jehukul. That would be quite cool. Um, yeah, is that is that spelled how it sounds? J-A-H-O-O-K-L-E? J-E-H-U-C-A-L. So, I think there's a space as well. Can you That's, send me the link on um, Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Just thinking if there's any others. Um, Beanie Culture. That'd be my other one. It's uh, Birmingham-based, I think. Yeah. Awesome, awesome man. Um, where can people find you? Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok website everything so instagram uh is at fixtivco um website is all on there linked and everything tiktok i don't use too much anymore but you'll find that same same app yeah awesome take it away pav uh yeah final question uh what is the meaning of life oh <laughs> uh cost too late for that question i need to be awake um <laughs> God, that's such a tough question do you ask everyone that yeah yeah what's the usual response uh normally something like be don't happy be yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah don't be a shit to other people um uh that's of the ones I've hosted, I've helped co-host. That's been do do what you love. Yeah, live, laugh, love. You know. Mm. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it all sounds really cringe, doesn't it? But probably it's something like that. Like, yeah, I think it's sort of find find what makes you smile the most and spend the most time doing that. Really, and and if that oh, changes, nice. if that changes, so be it. Change to do that thing, whatever. Like, because it will do. Like, you you enjoy things, and then enjoy something else more further down the line or whatever i think just always make sure you're, you're doing and, and you're surrounded by the people that 
that makes you most happy, I guess. Yeah. Good man. Nice, mate. Nice. Oh, um, yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Yeah, thanks, um, Colin Fletcher. Had a great time, mate. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you. It's a first for first for me. I'm, I'm sure you'll be on plenty of these. When you're when you're ultra famous, you'll be on loads of these. <laughs> yeah. Chessie, you'll have loads of people asking for photos of you. I think Chessie <laughs> asked a while back, and I can't remember what happened in conversation, but I might be doing that as well. But yeah. Cool. yeah she she asked because I told her to have you on. Did you? Oh, yeah. My biggest fan. What, what's important is you were on here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I picked the I picked the right way around. Uh well, thanks for having me anyway, and thanks, Pab, for uh, for recommending. And no worries, mate. Thanks for coming on. All the best. I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. All the best. Cheers, Take mate. care, Fletcher, mate. Bye, Have a good one. Bye.